Hello, I'm Jonathan Moyes, Head of Investment Research at Wealth Club, and today I'm with Richard Court of Octopus Ventures to talk about the Octopus Apollo VCT. Hello, Richard. Welcome to the studio. Uh, firstly, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and Octopus Ventures? Yes, of course. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, it, uh, Octopus Ventures is part of Octopus Group, which, uh, amongst other things, is the leading VCT manager in the market. Um, Octopus has investment teams which range from startup phase all the way through to being listed on AIM. And Octopus Ventures is the team within uh, within the group that focuses on the early stage. Um, so young, high growth, exciting, unquoted companies. Um, it's been around since about 2007. And we have one of the largest investment teams in Europe focusing on, on that, that type of company. Um, I am a partner within Octopus Ventures. I've been at Octopus about five and a half years now. I've been the fund manager for Apollo for four years. And all in, I've had over 15 years of experience investing in UK smaller companies. Uh, so, Richard, can you tell us about the Octopus Apollo VCT and what it aims to do for investors? Yes, of course. Um, so, Apollo VCT uh, is the second largest VCT in the market. Um, so, you get benefits of scale and diversification. And it uh, offers individual investors access to a pool of high growth, um, young, uh, unquoted businesses. And it has a pool of about 40 uh, companies. We are looking within Apollo to deliver uh, more consistent, uh, less volatile returns than many comparable early stage investment companies, investment funds. So what types of companies are you looking to invest in? Yeah, the types of companies we look to invest in in Apollo typically have three main characteristics. Uh, The first one is we look for commercialized businesses. So these are businesses with a a product already in the market, generating meaningful revenues uh, from substantial number of customers. And for us, we set a minimum floor of at least a million pounds of of revenue. Um, The reason we do that is because Apollo is targeting that lower uh, lower volatility, more consistent approach. And by setting that floor, we cut out the very early stage of a a company's journey. And that can often be the most high risk stage of a a company's journey, where actually many companies will, will fail during those initial few years. Um, and that means, yes, we might miss out on the opportunity to get in extraordinarily early on, on something that becomes incredibly successful. Uh, but we're fine with that. And, and part of the Apollo approach is delivering that, that consistency and that lower volatility. Uh, Apollo also invests solely in B2B software companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a few reasons why we like those. Um, firstly, there, there, there are many of them. And that allows us to be very selective and choosy about the, the companies we want to invest in. Uh, you know, despite all the, the sort of doom and gloom in the in the media, I think one of the exciting things is that there is a real army of, of innovators and entrepreneurs out there building exciting software companies in in the UK, um, and uh, you know I don't I don't see that ending. So I think for 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 many years we will have a good a good pool to select from. Uh, we also like B two B software companies because they are um, tend to be more stable than B two C companies. Um, so B two B business to business, B two C business to to consumer. Um, it can often take a, uh, quite a long time for a company to win a customer, uh, but when when it's won that customer, those customers often stay for several years. Uh, and the last thing we look for is positive trading momentum. Um, so we always want companies that are already growing and where uh, they can raise external capital, and we our funding can be used to to help accelerate that growth. So you touched on management teams there. What do you look for in a in a good management team for a software business? 
Yeah, uh, we, we want our management teams to be really knowledgeable and passionate about the industry they're in, really have a real clear idea of the problem that their, their business, their product is, is looking to solve. Um, we want that passion to be strong enough that they are able to attract other high quality uh, staff and managers into, into their businesses um, because that's all part of the growing journey is to, is to bolster those senior leadership teams in, in the businesses. And it's important that they can share that enthusiasm, enthusiasm with others. And, um, and lastly, we want a sort of shared ambition and, um, uh, between the management team and, and us as one of the main in- investors. So we want to have a clear idea of where the business is aiming to get to over what approximate time frame um, and what success looks like for our investment. Yeah. So is there anything you don't like? Are there any red flags at all? Uh, not particularly. You know, we, we'll, 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 uh, we'll treat everything on a case-by-case basis. Uh, and, you know, there are always multiple factors at play in, in any investment. But, um, you know, we, it's really that positive uh, enthusiasm, proof points of, of success of, of the business that, that we look for. So could you give us some recent examples of companies you've, uh, you've backed in a VCT? Yes, of course. Um, so uh, one company we backed recently is a business called Mention Me. Uh, Mention Me is a referral engineering platform. So in simple terms, that is applying huge amounts of sort of tech and science to uh, a company's referral marketing program. So that is, uh, that is in simple terms, that is um, sharing discount codes between customers and things like that to encourage greater sales for, for a business. Um, one of the reasons we back that company is that we hear time and time again from brands that they find it increasingly difficult to generate good sales, good returns from their marketing spend on conventional digital platforms. So Google, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, etc. Uh, and we think that uh, customer referrals, so customers referring other customers, word of mouth effectively, overlaid with that, that sort of scientific approach, is going to be a greater part of the overall marketing mix for um, uh, for businesses in future. Another business we backed is a business called Fergus, which is a B2B software platform targeting tradespeople, so people like plumbers, electricians, etc. Yeah. And um, this is really about sort of digitalizing and automating the end-to-end workflow for those tradespeople. So all the way from uh, quoting a job to scoping it, uh, sourcing parts, and then ultimately billing and, and cash collection. So it's really trying to remove the friction and and the admin from the tradesperson's life and 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 business, uh, allowing them greater time to spend on what they're good at, which is plumbing, uh, electricals, uh, winning new business, and those sort of value additive uh, activities. So, Richard, what about some of the more uh, established holdings within the portfolio? How are they performing? Any particular highlights? Uh, yeah, so we have. Um, one of the pleasing things about Apollo is uh, we have uh, good performance coming through from all aspects of the, of the portfolio, whether it is some of our older companies, um, some of the companies we backed about four or five years ago when we were transitioning the strategy of Apollo onto B2B software, and then obviously the more, more recent ones. Um, and I think in particular, some of, the, some of those companies from four or five years ago are really starting to accelerate and really di- uh, being strong contributors to the overall positive performance of Apollo. Uh, for example, Apollo's largest holding is a business called Natabox, which was one we invested in in 2018. Um, we backed it originally with a, an initial investment of five million pounds, and we've invested significantly uh, more than that over the, over the, the duration uh, since. Um, Natabox has uh, continued to grow uh, significantly year on year, um, and we're really pleased with its por- uh, performance. 
uh, we, we've been invested in that since 2018 and, and, and a typical Apollo investment period will be sort of three to five years on average. Um, so it may well be that we, we come up to, uh, to approach an exit on, on that business and some of the other ones that, that were in that early vintage as well. Ah, interesting. And so besides funding, uh, what do you do to help these companies succeed? Uh, yes. So uh, we try to offer a lot more than, than just capital. Clearly, the cash is important, but we also join the boards of all of these companies. And that's a really important part of helping what are still young companies um, with some of the challenges and opportunities that they face. So although we invest in a wide range of different sectors, um, my team are very uh, are now specialists in joining boards of these companies and really help helping them navigate those common um, common issues. So, for example, uh, as well as uh, the, the money that we bring to companies um, really focus on three things. So geographic expansion, whether that's domestic or, or international, um, expansion of sales and marketing. So spending more on brands, spending more on salespeople to, uh, to win customers, knowing that they will then likely stay with you for multiple years. Um, and lastly, spending on, on uh, further R&D to improve the product. And, and often those getting the balance right between those three factors can be really critical. So prioritization is, is a key point. Um, and as well as joining the boards of companies, uh, one of the benefits of, of uh, Oxford's Ventures is that we have dedicated talents and, and operational teams who can help these companies. So as they grow, attracting top talent, making sure they get the organizational structure right is really important. And we have specialists within Octopus Ventures who will go in and spend time with these, uh, with our investment investee companies uh, and really help them navigate some of those, uh, some of those um, issues. You mentioned uh, some issues there. How is the current environment affecting, I suppose, firstly, the way you invest? Uh, so no change in the way we invest and the types of companies we look for. Um, you know, we still look for the same size of companies, uh, we still look for B2B software companies um, and, uh, you know, they can continue to grow in this environment. So we're still looking for companies that can, can grow rapidly. I think what has clearly changed is the, the, the economic and market backdrop. Um, but actually, a lot of that is, I think, a healthy change. So the conversations with founders and with companies is a lot more balanced now than it was perhaps a year or two years ago during the, during the pandemic period. Um, the the balance skewed quite firmly in in because of the availability of very cheap capital. The balance skewed quite firmly in the in the company's favour, but it's now a much more uh, balanced conversation. And I think um, because VCTs are a, a, a medium to long term investment horizon, that plays well to us because we're able to uh, see opportunities and enter companies at more attractive entry valuations. So. Short term, yes, a little bit, a little bit painful to um, to be in difficult market uh, conditions, but actually, usually some of the best companies emerge during these periods, and uh, and some of the best investments uh, investment decisions are made when times are difficult because you can enter businesses at, at better valuations. Yeah. I suppose. Secondly, then, how is it affecting the companies that you're backing? Software companies are often not as directly affected as, say, consumer businesses. So the speed of of uh, of, of feed through from the economy to um, to these businesses is probably slower than than if you were running a portfolio focused on on consumer spend. Um, but undeniably, uh, you know, sales cycles tend to elongate, so that means it takes longer for for software companies to sell to their customers. Um, but I think you know, ultimately, we're backing young, high growth companies looking to disrupt a market or or uh, or grow in a niche, often displace incumbents non-tech driven solutions. Um, so 
whether that is replacing manual processes with digital processes for the first time, or whether it is replacing older systems with up-to-date, more efficient systems, they still have great opportunities to grow. So I remain extremely confident that we will be backing some, some very exciting companies capable of growing, even through difficult economic times. So Richard, have you have you had to revalue the portfolio in any way, given the falls in stock markets? So we uh, we revalue our portfolio twice a year at least, and um, stock markets data is uh, is an important data point in that, but it's not the only data point. Yeah, we are investing in in unquoted businesses. Um, so yes, we have we have revalued uh, most recently at, uh, at July twenty twenty two, which was our half year point, um, and uh, and yes, a number of companies saw their their uh, their enterprise values, the, the value of the overall company, come down. Um, but through that period, Apollo uh, delivered positive returns um, in contrast with many technology-focused investment funds. Um, some of the ways we were able to do that is we have a really strong focus on consistency. Um, we, uh, I'm pleased to say, you know, we have a really strong track record of not losing money on, on investments. Um, and part of that is through a defensive approach to structuring our investments. And that can often mean that the holdings of our shares in the companies are somewhat insulated from the, the ups and downs of, um, uh, of stock market movements. Uh, so, uh, yes, we absolutely have. We, we, we revalue in line with, with all industry guidelines um, and, and rules and regulations. Um, and despite that, Apollo has performed really well. So, so what's the biggest challenge you face currently? Companies have to adapt their approach, their mindsets, their um, their their headcount, their uh, their growth ambitions to the the conditions that they find themselves in. So, I think in 2020, 2021, there were a lot of businesses uh, pursuing you know, extremely high rates of growth, and burning significant amounts of capital. And I think the best businesses have already adapted to diff- different market conditions, different fundraising conditions. And are, uh, are taking a tailored approach. So you know there are still lots of companies out there um, growing rapidly, and and that is the right strategy. There are some which are seeing more challenging market conditions. It's really about cutting cloth accordingly uh, and reacting smartly to that, and not just being sort of uh, blind to external uh, economic conditions. And Richard, of course, it's it's risky investing at such an early stage. How many companies in the portfolio would you expect not to make it? So. Apollo deliberately targets coming in at a slightly later stage um, and targets B2B software companies because we think they're more robust. And what that feeds through into is uh, we have a really strong track record of, of not losing money. Um, uh, you know, we haven't lost money on, on any B2B software deal over the last five years since adjusting the, the Apollo portfolio. Um, and that's a really conscious part of, of, uh, of our approach. We did, we're looking to deliver good consistency, lower volatility, while still investing in these young, high-growth companies. Um, so we haven't had a, a, a business failure within our B2B software portfolio during that period. Is that a surprise? Are you surprised that you've had no failures from B2B software? Uh, it's, not, it's not a surprise because we work really, really hard as a, as a team to uh, analyze these companies well, to, to select the right ones that, that fit that kind of investment approach. Now, we're humble enough. You know, we know at some point we will, we will get it wrong. Um, so I'm not saying that well, that track record will last forever. Um, but um, you know, we really do work hard to, to make that a feature of our investment approach. And uh, exits within the portfolio? Any profitable exits recently? Uh, yes. Um, so we have 
an intended average hold period about three to five years. So there'll be a regular cycle of exits pretty much every year. Um, one, uh, one recent exit we, um, was a business called Vico. Uh, so this is a deal we invested in in 2019. Um, and Vico is an inventory management software provider for e-commerce brands. So if you are a, uh, a brand selling through your own website, maybe selling through physical stores, through Amazon, eBay, Shopify, etc., um, one of the challenges they face is making sure that they have live stock levels across all of those different platforms. So you're not overstocked in one and sold out in, in another um, and that you have a live real-time view. Um, it was set up by, uh, by a founder who had had his own e-commerce brand and that was a real, real problem for him and he realized there was no suitable solution, so he created one. So it's a great, a great example of, a, of an innovator finding a problem mm-hmm. and, and solving it. Um, now, we invested uh, in 2019 and about three years later, we exited the business to Amazon. Um, so a really great success story selling uh, uh, a business that Apollo has invested into one of clearly the, the largest global companies in, in existence. Um, and this is a business uh, based in Wales. Uh, so as well as you know, the financial success, it also is, is brought skilled jobs to that, that part of the area. Um, and Amazon now has a presence in Wales as a result. Yeah. OK. And so the performance of the VCT as a whole, how's it been performing? Yeah, I'm pleased to say Apollo has been doing really well. Um, we had a couple of strong uh, record years over the last two years, and we backed that up through the first half of 2022 when markets have been really challenging uh, with with more positive performance. Um, that has we've, we've had great support from shareholders, so the size of Apollo has significantly increased as well. Um, and uh, you know, I think that's off the back of starting to demonstrate a, a really strong sustained track record. And you mentioned some exits there, um, which sort of leads me on to talking about dividends. Um, what are you targeting in terms of a dividend? Are you confident you can continue to achieve it? Yeah, Apollo targets 5% annual dividend, um, which it's always delivered. Uh, it has the opportunity to deliver special dividends on top if we have a particularly high rate of, rate of exits. Uh, we had one of those um, about a year ago. Um, and uh, yes, I'm confident Apollo will continue to, to deliver that uh, at least that 5% dividend yield. You know, we had a number of exits in the past and, uh, and I'm confident we have a, a good number coming up as well to give good coverage. So to sum up then, Richard, I would like to invest in a VCT this year. Why should I consider the Octopus Apollo VCT? Um, yeah, good question. So uh, Octopus is the market leader in, uh, uh, in VCT managers. So you know you'd be investing with, um, uh, with a robust uh, leading provider. Um, Apollo is the second largest VCT in the market, and uh, that gives you scale benefits. It gives you diversification benefits. So anyone coming into a VCT gets instant diversification. And I think importantly, uh, Apollo gives a different sort of risk return profile to many other VCTs. So if you're an experienced VCT investor, uh, it can be a really complimentary play. But also if you're brand new to VCTs, which many people will be, um, I think it gives a really great access point for anyone sort of dipping their toe in, in the VCT market for the first time. Uh, and lastly, um, yeah, it's easy for me to sort of say these, say these words, but I, uh, I've invested a lot of my own money in, in the product because I'm so passionate about it and I really do think it's a great, great product. Richard Court of Octopus Ventures, thank you very much. Thank you.